previously on Roast Mortem. Yes, we're doing Benjamin Franklin. Oh, shit. Where's your husband? I thought my new lobster died, but he was just sleeping. We should buy that monkey and do something neat with it. Yeah, that was a national treasure. He had legs coming out of his head. See that signature? Not everyone gets a sign there, okay? He's important. But that's just my modern brain. Yo, William, you could go fly that kite. I'll be there in the morning. You can fucking try me, fatso. What does that mean? I don't know. Okay. Basically, Why did you read that then? Yeah. Okay. What now? And now, the conclusion of Benjamin Franklin. That man's dead back then. It was worse than dead. He must be dead. Is this a dead man, Doctor? Hold on! Oh, Jesus Christ! Good afternoon, everybody. Welcome back to the Roast Mortem Podcast. The only podcast that is, I don't have time for this shit. We have part two. Yes, part two! How are you weeks? Uh, fuck that shit. It Good. doesn't matter. We nice. all learn about things. Moving on. So, uh, last week, we were talking about Ben Jarmain Franklin. Right. If you didn't listen to last week, go back and listen to that shit, because I'm going to recap all this garbage. What kind of dumb idiot are you that clicks on part two without knowing part one? <sighs> This isn't Harry Potter. This Dope. is history. You got to re- fucking dope. Rethink right. your life if you're listening to part two before one. Ben had a big ass long life, so we broke this into two parts. Mm-hmm. So basically, right now where we're at, Ben Franklin, he's the king's man. He is condemning his fellow colonists. He's calling them out for stepping out of line and rebelling using mob justice with the Stamp Act. Mm-hmm. You know, not the trip typical patriot that you kind of think. He's okay. got the job mob going. It's just like Twitter today. Same shit. Yeah. The Sons of Liberty called him a royalist shill. And yeah, that's where we were last week. To but, be expected. But as as I said, his world is about to be flipped on its head. I don't believe it. His so. head is going to be on... If you if you go to Australia, you fall off the earth. Is is he on a coin? Can we just do the... Can you pretend he's on a coin for a fl- minute? And he's just flipping it and you got tails. And now here you are. So you're head. sucking his dick first. Yeah, we can flip a hundred dollar bill. It's pretty boring, actually. <laughs> yeah, not that exciting. All right, so in 1772, the Sons of Liberty, led by Samuel Adams, mm-hmm. marked Benjamin Franklin's close friend, the royal governor of Massachusetts, Thomas Hutchinson. We mentioned him last episode. Right, right. great parkway to be stuck on. Yeah, the Hutch. Um, previously, they had burned his mansion, uh, but Hutchinson remained in Boston and stood his ground. Right. Adams was announcing Hutchinson's royal salary, and just shit was kicking off in Massachusetts. Focusing on this Hutchinson guy. Right. Okay. Great. So Hutchinson wrote a letter to a Thomas Watley in London, and it said the following. Here's my first bad quote. (laughs) High expectations. I love this, Travis. (laughs) There must be an abridgment of what we call English liberties. I wish to see some further restraint of liberties rather than a connection with the parent state should be broken okay so he uh, wants to see more of the liberties wants to see less of the liberties less liberties for what expense just royalist uh, well just so he can, so we so these shit starters the sons of liberty will be suppressed oh good yeah right. Well, we need, dude, we have to do that. Gotta do it. They're burning his manch. You can't have dudes burning manch and getting away with (laughs) it. You gotta take it personal when a man burns your manch. I think some of those guys have been eating shatter, burning down my house. (laughs) (laughs) So somehow, instead of this letter being delivered to Watley, Benjamin Franklin got it. Okay. We don't know how he got it. 
But he got it. Male tampering. Yeah. Jail. Well, he was the postmaster. Oh, yeah. Male Mm. tampering. I do that when I go home. (laughs) (laughs) So what does Ben Franklin do with this letter that he received from his friend? You know, he was friends with Hutchinson. They worked on the Albany plan together. Right. Uh, What does he do? He throws it out like any good guy. No, he throws him to the dogs. Oh, no. Some, some throwing. Mm. So Ben sends the letter to Boston to get published. Um, now it seems as if Ben had kind of switched sides now, right? Now he's like pro-patriot. What's going on? Like he's, you know, oh, he's calling out this royal, you know, governor. And, ooh. He's like, there's no money in this. What do you mean? He sees the letter. He's just like, there's nowhere to, there's nowhere to make money on this one. Yeah. There's let's no, keep it going. No tabloid shit on this. So let's just... Send it out. Yeah, it seems well, like a real concern. Let's get rid of it. Well, in Ben's mind, and we know this through letters that he wrote, I'm not just speculating, um, rather than having the colonists uh, be angry at the crown and like England in general, mm-hmm. he thought that if he published the letter, all the anger would be focused towards his friend, Thomas Hutchinson, <laughs> and not the crown. Oh, he's nice. scapegoating. Right. So it's like, oh, one bad actor is, you know, causing you all these problems. Obviously. Yeah, so just threw his fucking friend under the bus. Mm. Fuck you. All right. Now, uh, he didn't read the situation correctly at all because the Sons of Liberty saw the level letter and were like, this is like a royal assault on our freedoms. And, mm. you know, obviously they hated Hutchinson, but they were like, the king is at fault because Hutchinson represents the king. Yeah, I mean, they, there's never really that moment in which an angry mob that burns down your house goes, all right, he learned his lesson. <laughs> right, yeah, Everyone, exactly. let's go to Duncan. Yeah. <laughs> so all the gentlemen and nobility in London automatically turn their head to Franklin. They're like, yo, like you're a little dickhead for publishing this letter that wasn't even for you. How'd you get it? Yeah. What's going on? Uh, and then in 1773, Parliament passes the Tea Act. As again, a way to recoup finances lost from defending the colonies in the war of French and Indian War. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, again, another small tax. It's the same thing as sales tax, only on the East Indian Company, Company tea. Just one brand of tea. Yep. You can make your own tea and not have to pay tax. Right. So, so in, a, in direct response to that act, fueled by Franklin's letter... A group of men dressed as Native Americans dumped 9,656 pounds worth of East Indian tea into the Boston Harbor. And if you want to know what that's called, it's called Woodstock 99. Wow. Oh, that's a shit. Apparently, they're making another Woodstock, and it's going to be also great. Woodstock 50, and the lineup is, dare I say... I was going to say retarded, but I just can't say that. It's it's going to be downright stupid. Yeah, it's going to be dumb, dumb, dumb. <laughs> so nice. that much tea that they dumped in the harbor in today's dollars, American dollars, $2 million. That's a, I didn't know that, tea. actually. Yeah. That's a big I, cup of tea. I yeah. thought it was a little affair, but it was vandalism. No. It was huge vandalism. $2 but, million, dollars, and if there's one way to piss off a Brit... Is ruin their tea. Oi! What for, mate? <laughs> that's it. Yeah. Right. That's how they are. They're, they get angry when you take their tea time away. Yeah, I, and they usually stand up and, you know, look all hunched. 
Actually, but I, I, I'm not standing up right now. It's just not happening. Actually, so James, the guy who... <laughs> <laughs> Do we have to explain that break? Uh, that was a fart on fire from Andrew on the couch. Thank oh, you. Oh, that was hot, hot tea. <laughs> Hot something. Now, James, the the guy that was on our Darwin episode. Oh, good guy. Yep. When he visited us, uh, and we were meeting up with Cody, who lived in Boston at the time. Good. We walked along the harbor, and I was good like, times. "We should get some tea and coffee." And we're just like walking, strolling down. He has his tea. I grab the tea bag and chuck it in the fucking Boston. Yeah, Harbor. You, yeah. you almost. You guys started wrestling in public. Yeah, then. that showed him. That yeah. totally showed him. Yeah, he was very angry. Well, anyway, that's my act of rebellion. <laughs> Well, very, good very on good. you. Yeah, good for Travis. <laughs> Maybe we can get Bono behind it. <laughs> All right, so everyone's looking at Franklin because he kind of incited this with this letter, and Franklin earns the name of the infamous man of letters. All right. Uh, lettuce? <laughs> letters. <laughs> oh, I thought he was some kind of BLT. Franklin gets called into the House of Lords for questioning. Mm. And, and, and there they berate Franklin and mark him yeah. as... They, they mark and brand him as a man without honor in any country Ooh. of Europe or mankind. Uh, Japan's You're looking You're not nice. even a dude. Yeah. Not even a guy. I can't believe it. Oh, wait, Europe or mankind? Yes. There's different? Okay, That's what it it's says. different. It's different. <laughs> well, there's Europe and then there's mankind. Yeah, yeah. And that doesn't include Eastern Europe. Gotcha. <laughs> no. Never. Just just like just, France. Yeah, France, English. I mean, that, that's even a stretch, really, the French. Yeah, right. Why would we go right for butter? Barbarians. <laughs> Uh, you know, and they said he violated the sanct- sanctity of private correspondence. And then they just, then they attacked his character straight outright. Well, he doxed he, he someone. Yeah, la- laughed at him, called him a liar, a thief, a traitor, and uh, that he forfeited all respect amongst societies. Again, calling him out. This is a then YouTube they, comment. Yeah. Then, <laughs> then they stripped him of his position as the deputy postmaster of America. Great. Well, that's a dumb job anyway. And uh, Franklin, red in the face, leaves uh, the House of Lords without saying a word until he uh, whispers to Lord Weddenburn, I will make your master a little king for this. Little king, eh? What? Little king. A little king? Like little bear. He's going to take the king, take his pants off. Mm. Little bear. No pants. (laughs) You're only listening to cellos from now on. So he's like kind of calling out the king, and this is his big turning point. After this verbal thrashing, the papers, once he got back to his house in Craven Street, the papers called him an old double face, uh, (laughs) Britain's Judas. Oh. And he was talking to his friends, and like he said, he vowed to seek revenge for his public shaming. Old right. double face seems very uncreative, like schoolyard shit. I think they, they probably called him double chinned. Like any good British person, they came up with the old timey rhyme. Very popular with that grime music. Oh, we got another rhyme? Jingle? Yeah, we got another rhyme. Tom, you want to wanna grime it out for me? Sure, sure. This one rhymes a little better than last episode. All right, let me pretend I read. <laughs> okay. So, dear Mr. Franklin, I'm guessing that's like, you know, when the beat starts kicking in, yeah. that's like the ad lib. You know, yeah, dear hooks. Mr. Franklin. Thou base, ungrateful, cunning, upstart thing. False to thy country, first to thy king. To gain thy selfish and ambition, send. Betraying secret letters writ to friends. It's not that clever. <laughs> May no more letters through thy hands be passed. 
but may thy last year's office be thy last. Oh! It's, it's kind of just a description of what's happening. <laughs> yeah. It's not really an insult. It's not It's not good rap material. That scheme is weird. It's you, just A-A-B-B-C-C-I. Yeah, in a rap battle, you would never just go over someone's CV, you know? Yeah, pretty much. I mean, well, I'll, I'll, I'll take that back a little bit, because when you lose your job as a man, you start over again. You're a little boy. When you get a job, you're a man again. That's just how it is. Yeah, yeah your little your penis turns into a little baby boy's penis, and then it mm. grows out into a young man again. Capitalism. You gotta grow it out with your 401k. <laughs> and that, my friends, is how Benjamin Franklin became a founding father of America. It wasn't any type of high grandstanding. It was simply revenge for being humiliated by nobles. No. Yeah. Um... It's just like he he starts so he starts coming back over here. He's he's on a ship back pretty much. He's not back yet. But. So he but he's upset and he's just like oh, I gotta leave this place. They're throwing tomatoes at me and they're all like it's tomato you fucking wanker. <laughs> exactly. That's really good. <laughs> he's pretty much laughed out of London and he also feel fears for legal repercussions for leaking the letter. So he decides to board the ship up, but it wasn't because. He didn't love Europe. He actually still really loved Europe. He was just shamed out of leaving, you know, like shamed to leave. So 15 years of living in England, being a known royalist, um, and again, expressing the fact that he never wanted to return to America, he arrives back in Philly all gung-ho about this revolution. So as you'd imagine, most of the founding fathers would be like, what? What are you doing here? What? Well, he left there shame. It takes about three months to get over here or some yeah. shit. So, like, you know, it's one month of pity, and then right. the next wow. month okay. of just trying to eat right, and then the third month of rocking around the legislation, just being like, I'm ready to go for it. I don't care how far I am still. <laughs> My sea legs are gone. I'm ready, bitch. Um, and also, another big factor, um, if you remember from the last episode, William Franklin, his son. Yeah. His right. son is the royal governor of New Jersey. So he's coming over here like, fuck your revolution. And How's he's, my turnpike doing? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I want a toll booth everywhere. <laughs> okay, so Ben's change of heart was uh, really surprising to John Adams, who said that Ben actually became, over time, the most bitter enemy of Great Britain. And it almost seems slightly like overcompensating, or he's just trying to take advantage of something. Mm-hmm. You know? I mean, I get it. I get it. You get it. I no joke. Small penis. No joke. Roast mortem moment. No joke. No joke. I get it. I got it. And also, while Ben publicly denounced his old friends that lived in London, one was uh, MP William Straightham. He would send friendly correspondence back and forth. You know what? Privately, no. Do you know what uh, private correspondence back in the day were? Dick pics. Yeah. You, well, oh. you just slapped your dick on top of a piece of parchment and traced it with the quill. I, I see. I was thinking of putting it on the ink and then making like a dick, like a stamp, like a stamp. You could do that too. <laughs> I was thinking a lithograph. I was just like, oh yeah, you still got both of them. I'll read this letter. Yep. It came from a <laughs> testicled man. I know that vein. So Ben, Ben overcompensating for his hatred and bitterness uh, towards the Brits and trying to prove that he was on the American side, he would spread spread fake documents in his newspapers saying that the British had employed native tribes to slaughter American women and children, which which he came out saying later were completely unfounded. Just like, oh, yeah, they hire the the natives. 
Sure, they have a mind of their own. See, that's that is a fucky thing for me because that's just inciting a war. Yeah, fuck, pretty much. Uh, ben helped write the Declaration of Independence in what? 1776. Whoa, did did anyone else know that? Holy shit. Classic boy. Yeah. Oh, man. We're just a giant excuse to be bitter. Yeah, pretty much. He was actually the only founding father to sign all four major American documents, which were... Really? The Declaration of Independence, the Treaty uh, Alliance with France, the Treaty of Paris, um, and also the U.S. Constitution. He's there. Wow. He's, he's there for all of it. He's there. Did he put his dick in the Liberty Bell? That's why it cracked. Nice. Ooh. He was asking for the magnum size, uh, you know, Penis bell, cap. <laughs> my goodness. He just poured into it. So Ben is spending, spreading all this propaganda. Okay. But you think, why does he need to? Collusion, dude. But, well, why does he need to? Right? I mean, this is a revolutionary war. Tom Sneebs. I just bit my tongue so <laughs> <laughs> <All> Right, Chief? <laughs> Yeah, I'll live. I'm bleeding, but I'll live. <laughs> but why would he need to spread propaganda? Because as you know, you know, when you're learning about the revolution in the United States, it's like everyone, yeah, get behind America. Only okay. truth and only freedom. Nothing else. Maybe a bit of, you got to tell a story. Yeah. That's what I mean. You, you went to work that day, nothing happened. You make something happen. I got pussy. I got pussy, but I put it down because I'm a real man. <laughs> So Took her out to dinner first. Jerked off in the janitor's closet. <laughs> I know that's politically incorrect to say janitor, but who gives a fuck? It's America. Janner woman. I was like, no thank you, ma'am. I have to go home and eat a Swanson's TV dinner. Right? Every <laughs> goddamn time. Yeah. Yeah. In actuality, a third of the prop population was pro-independence. Hmm. A third was loyal to the crown, and wow. a third was just neutral. Really? So... Right. If you think about that, 66% of the population didn't give a fuck or like didn't want revolution or didn't give a fuck. Mm. So majority was like, eh. Mm, I'm fine. And the ones, that, the ones that were loyal appreciated the military protection that the crown gave and economic stability of the British Empire. Um, now, plus you think of many of the liberties that the founding fathers were calling for, it didn't really affect a ma the majority of the population. It really only benefited a small portion of the gentleman and upper upper middling class. Right. Hmm. Uh, and many of these founding fathers were ruthless political businessmen motivated by greed, ambition, and not lofty morals. You know, you can think of Benjamin Franklin as one of those people. Oh, the guy in the $100 bill was a greedy, corrupt man. Right? I don't hmm. believe it one bit. Travis, hmm. I want to tell our audience that... Perhaps the rest of this is going to be fiction. <laughs> we'll never know. Uh, well, you know, there's there's a good side and a bad side to every every situation, and obviously the loyalists. I knew what was talking about. What loyalism? Royalism. Uh, well, <laughs> thanks, dude. Speaking of loyalists, let's talk about Benjamin Franklin's son, William Franklin. Mm -hmm. Up until this point, Ben and William were like tight. Brother, uh, father, son, like father, son. You know, it's, like father, you, son. You don't have to pretend to be friends with your son. You just have to be his father. No, but they were friends. He was like throwing the baseball to me. He's like, and then like they're like, hell yeah, let's get hot dogs. Yeah. Once Ben came home and changed his image, all the letters to Will stopped. He was not nothing, no correspondence to his son at all. Even though his son would send him letters. 
He was just like wouldn't respond. Okay. Yeah. Well, I mean that that goes with family with him. I mean, as we remember, Deborah. Deborah, exactly. Right? Deborah. Right. You expect me to write back to you, Deborah? <laughs> I don't care that you had a stroke. Stop spending the money. <laughs> Go back to the first episode if you don't know what I'm talking about. Yeah. After the fighting had begun in at uh, Bunker Hill in Charlestown, Ben secretly met with his son at his son's governor mansion in Perth Amboy, New Jersey. Perth Amboy, Wait, great was that place. A secret meeting or a secret mansion? Secret meeting. Okay, I was Man- going to say a secret mansion's tricky. That'd be cool if it had a secret mansion. So, secret meeting? You mean behind the first Arby's? Yeah. <laughs> oh, well, no, location, it's, this location, is Jersey, location. so it's the first Wawa. Uh, well, I thought that was more Pennsylvania. Yeah. But, uh, let's get a poll. Yeah. Let's do a Twitter poll. Never about that one. I I want Wawas. Yeah, I hate too. when people argue about burger joints. You know what I mean? Like, oh, Checkers is better than Rallies. Yeah, you're you're eating garbage and be proud about it. That's it. Okay. <laughs> Rise up against the Zinburgers. <laughs> <laughs> For the people at home, I damn know well checkers is the same thing as rallies. Yeah, yeah dog. Um, yeah. Uh, before they met there, this had been the first time that the two had corresponded in years. Basically since he moved back. And this was like, I don't know, 1777, somewhere around there. Mm-hmm. You look good, son. How are the holes treating you? <laughs> yes. <laughs> is your dick wet right now? <laughs> the father, father and son drank Jesus. together. They argued about the future. Ben told him that Dad his, stuff. Yeah. his son, he told Will that he needed to resign and join the Patriots. But Will felt that he was duty-bound as his positioner as governor to the crown, because he is. And well, he signed the contract. Yeah. He didn't get booted yet, so. <clears throat> you ever been drunk with your dad? Yeah, a couple times. Travis? Uh, I don't think so. Yeah, me neither. Yeah. I haven't gotten there yet. I want to. He's, nice. he's trying to get me high with him, but. It's at weddings, usually. Yeah. Hmm. Well, usually I'm the loaded one, just like rolling around my tie off. Yeah, yeah. you've been drunk in front of your dad, and he's just like, Travis, will you go to bed? (laughs) One time, one time. Will you please go to bed? I'm trying to watch a movie. So we had a family outing one time down to the Caribbean. Oh, nice. And uh, I was sleeping sleeping in the same room as my dad, and I got wasted, came home, and uh, I peed on my dad. What? <laughs> what? Really? I never heard this. Yeah. You Holy never heard shit. that? No. Yeah, I just like you peed I, on I dick? well, I started to pee. Like I was just like Dude, I didn't know where any, I was. I started to pee. Done it. Yeah. And my dad woke up. He was like, "Whoa, whoa, whoa! What are you doing? The bathroom's over there." I was like, "Oh, oh my god! You <laughs> yeah, peed just, on dick? Just like any dad telling you what to do. Yeah, bathroom's <laughs> over there. It's Don't not tell stop me peeing on me. It's just like <laughs> you do that now. Yeah. That's where you go." Yeah, that's funny. My first yeah. word would be, no, don't pee on me. <laughs> well, we're wrong spot, son. <laughs> we're going to put those training dicks back on you. <laughs> All right, so... It's so, a catheter, isn't it? <laughs> which Ben Franklin invented. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Hey! Was that a fact? Fact. He didn't invent the diaper, so it only went so far. Uh, we, actually, didn't, we don't need catheters. We need hard diapers. Depensmen. We, we need hefty diapers. It's not we, by, we, made by hefty. We need a bald guy selling us diapers. Yeah. I.e., Mister Clean Up Your Dick Mess. <laughs> Mister Clean Up Your Dick Mess. No, I mean basically, it's not the king's men. It's the Depensmen. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the Dependables. Yeah, the Dependables. The Expendables. Yeah, the, the, the Expendables. The, the Expendables version of the the geriatric version. With uh, Sylvester Stallone and Arnold Schwarzenegger in the new movie, The Dependables, with a bunch of <laughs> shitty ripped idiots that have in wheelchairs 
<laughs> and they're at a checkers tournament, There's and everyone's shitting themselves, and no one remembers where the fuck they are the entire time. And Jason Statham, guess what he plays? Governor. No, he's just the dude wheeling them around. <laughs> oh, transporter. And they keep telling him to go back to England. Yeah. This the summer, time. the Dependables. <laughs> yeah, Morgan Freeman can be there, too. Yeah, well, he's pretty much a human diarrhea already. Uh, <laughs> he's falling apart. All right, okay, all right, all right, all right. So, if you remember... Oh, yeah, Benjamin Franklin. Yeah, Benjamin Franklin. Yeah. If you remember, the, the position Will was in as the governor was something that Ben had raised him. He'd raised him to be loyal to the crown. Yeah. And Will had sworn an oath to be the governor of New Jersey. And all of a sudden, Ben was like, throw out your entire world that I created for you. Right. And a, join me. What a thing to say. I join me. I've never been told to throw out my entire world, and I go on the internet... You know what I mean? That's a that's, yeah. a that's a that's a rough insult. I would expect to see that out of like B like slash B slash. Yeah, yeah. that's a four chan. That's shit. a four chan insult, right? Throughout your entire world, <laughs> Blunt, you know, beep. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, I, I raised you to always wear shoes in public, but um, you gotta wear socks and sandals from now. On. Throughout, you understand? Your, throughout you your understand? entire world, you got nothing. This is what you need. <laughs> this is what you have to do, I'm son. I'm not gonna apologize. I'm just saying it's different. So this argument devolved into a drunken shouting match that was loud enough to wake the neighbors. And Wait, they're in a mansion. Where's the nearest neighbors? I don't know. Apparently there's neighbors. Who builds a house next to another house when you have a billion fucking anchors to work well, with? Well, they're in Perth Amboy. It's kind of developed. Yeah, right. sure. I mean, I, yeah. Yeah, I would drive, I'd drive by it. You woke the... Anyway, it was more difficult. I want everyone to know. It was more difficult to wake the neighbors with a rowdiness. Exactly. Back then. Mm -hmm. So in the morning, Ben Franklin leaves the governor's mansion, uh, writing his son completely out of his life. Oh. Goodbye. Uh, goodbye, son. <laughs> this sun has set. Sorry about this, but uh, it does sound funny. Getting the will out of the will. Ah! Oh! I think that just blew all of our dad jokes for the evening. Yeah, I'm yeah. done. I'm, I'm done. not going to say anything for yeah. the rest of this episode. Let me join you. A right. few months later... I changed my mind. Yeah, yeah, no, don't pull on me, dude. All right, so a few months later, after William tried to hold down his power, he was arrested. And he was taken from his family, Elizabeth, the, and his young son, Temple. Yeah. If you remember Temple and Elizabeth. Named after a school, which is, you know, already a scam, so whatever. And he was placed under, like, a house arrest by the ex-governor of Connecticut, John Trumbull. <laughs> Very cool. <laughs> a cushy, white-collar house arrest where he was not permitted to, like, have outside communications with his wife or son, but would still could, like, get drunk in taverns and things. What oh. is that arrangement? That's strange as fuck. Yeah. I want to get that. Can I get that? How do I get that? <laughs> well, you know what? We have to work on getting a little richer, and then we'll get it. Yeah. yeah. Help us out. Patreon.com slash Rovercross. Five-star license. So, William, or, uh, sorry. So, Elizabeth and Temple were scared alone in the governor's mansion. Drunken soldiers roamed the streets of Perth Amboy. They would throw rocks through their window and threaten to kill them. Uh, all of a sudden, Benjamin Franklin swoops in to check on Elizabeth and Temple. I swoop, uh, just, uh, swoop yeah. in. Whoa, hey, yo, I'm coming in from Philly. Yeah, he was he was on those uh, Philadelphia vines that grow all over the landscape. Mm -hmm. Just, you know, just his, Brendan Fraser in his <laughs> yeah his 70, 75 year old self. Woo! Hello. Uh, so he shows up and comforts them for the night. He helps them uh, secure important documents and Fall valuables. Sleep on my man tits. Right? I'll comfort you. 
In the next mo- the next morning, Benjamin Franklin tells his grandson Temple that he had important work that he needed uh, him to help with, and he needed to come back to Philly with mm. him. So he- Ben stayed pretty vague about what this help was, and Elizabeth wasn't really happy about it, but. She was like, all right, I know he's in good hands with uh, his grandfather. Of course, this guy? Yeah. He's the best. This guy. So she figures, all right, uh, this is going to be like a brief stay in Philly. Go ahead. Go with your grandfather. Mm. So the next day, Ben uh, and Temple leave on a stagecoach off to Philly. Mm-hmm. Uh, they make a brief stop at Benjamin Franklin's home, collecting some luggage. That they have a billion homes? Yeah. Then head to the docks. Okay. And uh, you see, uh, Ben had become America's ambassador to France and was bringing Temple along for an eight-year business trip. That's hefty. <laughs> oh, cool. That's very good, actually. So he stole Temple from his mother, who was already alone, mm. because her, oh, hus- yeah. her oh, husband yeah. has been arrested. Okay. It's time to move on. Right? Jeez. And she had, she, and, and, and Elizabeth didn't have any conversation with her husband at all. So she was literally alone in this house where people are like, "We're gonna go into your fucking house and rape you." And Ben's like, "Yeah, I'm Hide gonna fucking, kids. I'm gonna take your kid away. I'm gonna borrow this kid. He's gonna, help me, push, he's gonna help me put my fishnets on when I want to get kinky." <laughs> right. That is the cruelest and most unusual punishment. Right. Well, he's the only person I know at that height. All right, before I get into Ben and Temple's mishaps in Gay Paris, mm. uh, let's talk a little bit about what happened with William and Elizabeth, because it is really a tragic story. All right, great. Okay. I mean, I'm just, I'm just wait, imagining wait. the Hanna-Barbera cartoon called Ben and Temple. <laughs> <laughs> and what do they do together? They get in a lot of mischief, and they, there's always a policeman with a giant nose that looks like a, like a, a tumor coming out of his face. Oh, the mischief. Doing, doing this. You see what I'm doing my arms? I know you can't see it at home, Whoa! but... You know what I'm doing. It's Hanna Barbera. It's flailing. That's called flailing. It is flailing. And I. uh, Watch your beer. Watch your beer. Whoa. So William's living this uh, cushy sentence with the upper brass in this prison camp uh, with a tavern in Connecticut. Uh, but and William was actually a very high value prisoner for exchange. So you know, with war, you could exchange prisoners. The money. Yeah. It's war money. At times, uh, the Americans could have used him to get some, you know, good soldiers back. But William was never exchanged. And guess who was the representative of prison exchanges? Uh, ben Franklin? Uh, ben Franklin! Oh, oh you beat me. <laughs> My son loves his house. You know, he spent a lot of time building that one area of it. It's not done yet, but he's still building it. It's a nook. It's and the I breakfast would, nook. Yeah, I would yeah. hate if he, if he wasn't able to finish it. Yeah. He's a stay up there in Connecticut, kid. So William was an inspiration to the loyalists uh, because he was an American, the only American to become a royal governor, and his resilience to his duty in the crown was unquestionable. Uh, somehow he was able to correspond with fellow loyalists, and one of the strongholds for loyalists was New York City. Hey, and he started to issue pardons for fellow loyalists to the crown. Oh, as these as the American troops would lead in or whatever, he'd issue this pardon. Mm-hmm. Yada yada yada. That's borderline treasonous. Well, it depends on how you're looking at it. But all, he's also doing this from jail, you know. Okay. Mm. Anyway, he was caught doing this, and in 1777, William was sent to the Litchfield Gall. Is that how you pronounce that? G A. I'm not well. G-A-O-L is pronounced jail. Jail? Yeah, it's spelled wrong? No, that's the 
UK version of spelling jail. All right, Litchfield really? Jail. Yeah, jail. I never heard that. That's, yeah, that's how they'd spell it over there. Say it one more time. Spell that again for drunk me. G-A-O-L. Jail. Are you fucking me? No, that's, that's dumb. That's another way you spell jail. It's the UK, You know how UK has a U in color? That's how they do jail. Well, not only am I sad, but I... Uh... I'm hungry. UK. You guys hungry? UK, yeah. right in. Back me up on this. Aluminium, mate. <laughs> Vitamins. Vitamin. So he's sent, sent to this Litchfield jail, <laughs> uh, which was one of the most inhumane uh, prison holdings the Patriots had Why the set fuck up. were you doubting me if that was the next line? Well, I don't know. I thought it was pronounced differently. No. <laughs> like, you're like, it's a prison. I'm like, of course Yeah, that's I knew it was a prison, but I thought it was pronounced gaol. No, it's pronounced jail. <laughs> All right. So he's in the worst of the worst prison now. Remember, he was, a, he was a governor. Now they're sending him to this prison. His cell had one small window, no bucket, or no bucket, no bed, and one bucket. It okay, was, he's it, got the bucket, though. It was also located right above a rowdy 24-hour bar. So that inmates That's were a good jail. No, but inmates were kept up from all the partying. But you, oh. you you open your mouth under the cracks and get drunk from the. No, it's the, above it. Yeah, you open your mouth under the cracks. Throw and let the me bar a beer. Seat. Yeah, <laughs> yeah throw me a beer. You just get straight up bottled, and it doesn't work out that way. You're <laughs> yeah. just bleeding with no bucket. That was bleach, you idiot. Ah! He was not allowed to change his clothes there, and could not leave the cell. Weeks turned into months. William lost all of his teeth. What? Because of That's just like a nightmare of not mine. being able to clean. Jesus! Oh no! And he started to go mad. He actually became so weak and emaciated that he couldn't walk. Oh, okay. Um, so he became a scarecrow man. Right. Awesome. All, all while he still could not have communication with his wife Elizabeth, who eventually had to flee the governor's mansion as she feared her safety. You know, you got people saying, "I'm gonna rape you all every day." Yeah. Uh, it's just like every time a school bus goes by. <laughs> rape ya! Go rape ya! <laughs> it's only ice cream truck jingle. No more rape oh. jokes. No more rape jokes. Maybe that's one. Bad. Maybe, well, you know maybe what? One more. That's really bad. You know what? Uh, you can thank our patriot founding fathers for saying that shit. Mm. We have nothing to back that up. It's just a bad joke, and we're having a yeah. great time. So she fled for safety to the loyalist stronghold of Manhattan. Hey. Now, but the thing was, was Elizabeth had always had poor lungs. She suffered probably oh. from a form of asthma. Poor right. lungs. Poor lungs. Just the saddest thing ever. Because <laughs> behind, yeah, behind those it's, giant breastuses, you have some terrible lungs. <laughs> no, poor lungs is just a sad thing because, you know, it's your nurse trying to convey... You're not dying now, but it's it's never going to be great. No. So you just have poor lungs. Yeah. She, she would get some type of medicine. I don't know what it was, but she would get some type of medicine Salt from Philly. Baby that, corns. That would make her, uh, make her feel better. But in New, in Manhattan, it was under British martial law and was a ba- basically a cesspool like it is today. Mm-hmm. Uh, rife with disease. And uh, luckily, Elizabeth had a family friend who put her up in an apartment um, but her cough got really bad and the doctors feel the wor- feared the worst um, so she wrote to Jonathan Trumbull the guy who was in charge of William's captivity right and begged him to allow her to see William or like you know some type of released on bail or something like escorted right some type of deal like that okay now Trumbull f- 
you know, he used to be friends with William, so he was able to slip William the letter in the jail because this was actually the like the gowl. The gowl. <laughs> uh, this was like fucking heartbreaking. So uh, Will pleaded with Trumbull to let her let him at least write a letter. Mm-hmm. Uh, but unfortunately, he wasn't allowed to write any letters, so he had someone transpose a letter that he wanted to go to Congress in order to release him to see his dying wife, right? Oh, sure. But he thought, William thought it would be better to write George Washington, because Washington had been a family friend. They had fought in the uh, French-Indian War together. Mm-hmm. Uh, and at the time, Washington was stationed up in Newburgh, New York, and he sent this letter over, and... <clears throat> George Washington, who was a very stern man, uh, yes. read read the letter and actually broke his, his heart. So he responded back and said, well, I don't have the power to parole you, William. I'll write a letter to Congress on my behalf. You know, like... A presidential recommendation. Well, he wasn't a president, yeah, but... Uh, yeah. 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 Pre-president. So it was sent to Congress, and Congress was not so kind. They refused him. Oh, shit. And... A few months later, Elizabeth died alone in an apartment in New York City. Come on. All while uh, William was alone, stuck with his own thoughts in this gaul. (laughs) That's a good one. Yeah, like that that little tearjerker. Right? You're jerking something other than peen tonight, Travis. I know. Well, your little cigarette breath laugh at the end of that just made it even worse. Right? Just yeah. There's a poor lungs. I was trying to demonstrate that. What is that? Bag cigarettes? Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> After all this shit, Will Franklin's eventually exchanged uh, for an American prisoner. Now, and then but- he, he got over here, and they were like, "We don't want him. <laughs> Send him back." No, Ben was like a a freed man, but he was bo- broken both physically and mentally. Will, you mean, right? Yes, Will. Sorry, mm. but he wasn't about to give up on America altogether and head back to England. He knew that a third of the population was still loyal to the crown. So he formed a loyalist spy ring and militia that was based out of Lloyd Neck on Long Island. Wow, yes. right next door. Everything's so local and in spitting distance. Yep. I won't dox my friend, but uh, there has been a lot of battles there. Oh, yeah. A, well, lot, of, a well, lot of camps mm-hmm. were set up there. Well, his camp. Yes. And if you want to, I'm not saying you should do this. Maybe I have. Maybe I haven't. But maybe you uh, sneak onto some properties real late at night with a metal detector. Yeah. And go have some fun. If you want uh, to. If you want to. On your own Uh volition. That's right. Not necessarily a recommendation, but a... uh, Just thing you're throwing out to a microphone. I don't have enough words. I'm drunk. (laughs) Okay? You get what I'm saying. You were looking for William Franklin's I wasn't. No one I know was. Mm -hmm. I'm not here to throw anyone under buses. (laughs) Mm -mm. You're not a Benjamin Franklin. No, I do not betray my friends like that. He's scruples. So the Patriots were becoming more and more barbaric to loyalists. Uh, There was one case in uh, William's home state of New Jersey where a group of Patriots strung up 10 loyalists consisting of men and women, disemboweled them while they were alive, and then quartered their bodies and threw them into the woods. Well, that's rude. Uh, isn't okay, it? that's for the bad guy. That that's that execution's reserved for like yes. fuckers. No, yeah. they were just doing this to regular people that were Jesus. like, I don't agree with you. Mm. That's lin- that's lynching plus. Yeah. So William heard William and his troops heard about this offense, and they captured a well-known Jersey pirate named Captain Hood. 
Hey, that's for Mills. <laughs> Welcome down to Captain Hud's Hud butt. We have stuff that you might want that I don't know where it came from. A lot of yeah. nines in the prices we offer. Captain ninety nine. Captain Huddy was a world class asshole. He had raped and raided ships along the shoreline for years. Everyone Did you say hated he raped, he raped ships? ships. No, yeah. That, yeah. well, yeah, he no. would rape. Cody, Tom. I got that. Yeah, too. he would yeah. rape. You ships. edit these. Can you play it back just one more time right here? Yep. He had raped and raided ships. He, hey. Yeah. So he would go up those ships and be like, yeah. <laughs> Dude, banging ships. Hey, well, he was a rapist. All right. So he's a rapist. Not yeah, boat rapist. <laughs> not hey, funny. Watch, watch not my funny. boat. Watch my boat. <laughs> boat raping, pretty funny. So uh, when the war broke out, he aligned himself with the American cause and started to target only British sexy ships and ah. would execute loyalists. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. So this guy's a scumbag. This guy's an absolute scumbag, but just because he's with the American cause, they're like, you're a good guy. They actually have his body on display in that Pirate's Life, is, for me, Disney water <laughs> thing that they have going on, which I don't know why they have that for children. Yeah. Because it's just a bunch of animatronic boners. With tetanus everywhere. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, his body would be on display because William and his loyalists capture him at Tom's River and then hang him for his crimes. The next morning, American rebels cut him down from the tree and started a riot. Were they, they in time? What's that? Were they in time? No, he's dead. <laughs> oh, God damn it! <laughs> they claim that Huddy was an American hero, a patriot, and that he was murdered in cold blood. Mm. Again, these are the same groups of people that just disemboweled 20 normal citizens. You know, it's not. I'm not going to say they're wrong, because as Americans, we have American heroes that rape, and we have American <laughs> heroes that don't rape. With the pudding. <laughs> so, you know, it's just a different curriculum. Okay, so... Jesus Christ. So this whole, this whole hanging of Captain Huddy caught the ears of the Continental Congress, and they called for William to be arrested for murder. And then, at this point, William was like, I tried, fuck this country, I tried oh. to do the right thing. <laughs> I feel like that every I, morning. I right? tried to do the right thing. <laughs> Same, yep. B- but these people are fucking stupid, yep. and they're driven by greed and mob justice. Yep, every so, morning. I so, wake up and feel yeah. that. So he fucked off back to England, never to return to America. That's where the similarities stop. So while this whole bloody revolution is happening, what's up with Ren Franklin? What's he doing? <laughs> What is up with Fran Franklin? What up with Frank Franklin? Well, Ben and Temple, like I said, sailed off to France. Mm-hmm. And you know what happens when Ben is in Europe, right? Yeah, he, he gets a boner. His, he puts his dick in a pond. Yeah! A pond of loose women. <laughs> Hell yeah. And Ben is even more of a celebrity in France. Mm-hmm. Everyone wanted to meet him. Uh, they actually, there was a big in vogue at the time to build statues and paintings of him and put them in their houses. And we do know from the previous episode how much he liked to have things painted of him. Ah, he loved it. That sounds like the Kim Jong family. Yeah. A a lot, actually, to an (laughs) uncomfortable degree. So even though he was in his 70s, he was hooking up with chicks left and right. And, uh... Ben's official business in France was a diplomat. Of course, that's everyone's business in France, right? You, know? you could park anywhere. Yeah. Uh, the whole thing was the Americans were getting their butts pushed in by the British. Just a little bit. Shut up. And just uh, a little bit. They needed to align themselves with a powerful, you know, ally. And who hates the British the most? The, the French. French. Yeah. 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 So, as a diplomat, uh, all you really do is schmooze and party, you know. And Franklin did that for nine years over there. Really? Wow. Okay. Yes. 
French what parties. Ye- from when? What were the uh, the start date to end date? Uh, I think it was nineteen or was it nineteen. Seventeen seventy seven to when would that be? Math. So, 17, no, I'm not doing math now. Seventeen eighty six. Yeah. How are we? So he was over there for nine years, and while he was successful, uh, or he was successful in helping Americans, he got the French to help out. And I think without the French, we wouldn't have we wouldn't be a country, really. No, yeah, so it's a given. I, I accept I've accepted that since grade school. So thanks, uh, Benny, from the Mummy, <laughs> for for being on the wrong side of the river. Oh, Merci. Yeah. Mm. So well, I don't really want to harp on the fact that he was fucking everything in sight because I mean, good for him. He's in his seventies, and remember, Deborah's dead, so he's not cheating on anyone. Dead. Well, bro. what about the other one? Who? The one he moved in on, what was it, Craven Street? Oh, right? that was just like his friendly, like, fake wife. Mm, fake wife. Very <laughs> cool. Very interesting. Yeah. Uh, that's, you know, history made. Right. Uh, I will get into some details about Ben's sexual interests. Finally. Uh, <laughs> the first big one was Madame Brillon. And when you say big one? Wow. Yeah, big one. She, she got fucking nice can situation? She was uh, said to be the prettiest woman in France. Do you know how fat her bush must have been if she's a French woman and her name is almost Brillo? <laughs> <laughs> like, just machete material. She was actually 33 years old. Machete Hot. material. Yes. Right? Yeah. Uh, and she was married to a French diplomat, but it was France, so they don't really... They don't care. discriminate. They just what's the can situation? That's all that matters. Fra- the and, can. Yeah, and and mm. Ben Franklin's there in his seventies with bad gout, going like, "Yeah, give it to me." <laughs> Is that what bad gout looks like, Travis? Yeah, yeah. Uh, the hopped up Danny DeVito. <laughs> like most of those people didn't live as long as we live now, but they they ate better, so they were able to get their boners harder. Frogs, frogs, frogs legs. Good for your your heart valves, maybe. <sighs> totally. Well, he tried hard. Uh, he, you know, he was. He was really into her. She flirted back with him. Uh, she would sit in his lap and kiss him. Ooh, that's but flirting, right? She never mm. put out. Um, no, that's not flirting. And she told him that, I will become your wife in paradise on the condition that you will not make too many conquests with the heavenly maidens while you're waiting for Wait, me. And what? I'm no. assuming he was out of the door before she finished that sentence. Yep. <laughs> He I'm was not out of door. signing no prenups. S- slamming whores again, hell yeah. yeah and actually made her jealous. Slamming whores made like, her jealous? No, she's like, this 70-year-old man's like, fuck you, I'm gonna go bang some whores. Yeah, I got, I'm gonna slip and slide down some pussy road. Then, I don't know what that means. Then he I set, like it, though. Then he mm. sets his eyes on Madame Helvetius. Kind of like Helvetica. It's a font, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know it's sexy if she's named after a font. Let me kiss Cambria. Mm. So Dude, the, the hottest chick on the internet right Sans, now. Comic Sansy. Comic Sans. I like Papyrus. Joker she's a little bit kinky. Yeah. Oh, dude. Well, you know, tell the lawnmowers that she's hanging out on. Hey, baby. <laughs> baby, come here. I want to take you tonight, Sans Serif. Disgusting. Yeah, oh, yeah really. <laughs> Oh, it probably uh, won't be hard for a week now. Thanks, buddy. You're welcome. Stay out of trouble, kids. So so I'm just going to call her Helvetica. Helvetica Got it. was more in his age range. She was a foxy six-year-old. Or six-year-old. <laughs> six-year-old. Stop the podcast. No. Oh, Stop it. No. A foxy 60-year-old. I need, a, I need an adult. I need an adult. Uh, 
Foxy is not a number. It's not 40, Foxy, 60. <laughs> 40. It might be in Roman numerals. She was a Foxy 60-year-old. 60 Holy fuck, that, Travis. The FBI is listening now. God damn it. Uh, that owned one of the most happen salons in Paris. Can't do that if you're not 18, right, Travis? She's 60! <laughs> All right, good. Just clarifying for everyone. And Ben straight up begged her to fuck him. All right. Uh, as a 60-year-old. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> says, uh, if this lady is pleased to spend her days with Franklin, talking in the third person like a real fucking psycho. I'd love that. Oh, okay. <laughs> he would be just as pleased to spend his nights with her. Hmm. And since he has already granted so many days, of which he has so few remaining, uh, she seems to be ingrate for having get granted him not a single night. All right, Ooh. two questions. What did that mean? And then, <laughs> two, what was the cans like? Uh, Both very vital questions. I'm going to say, like, cans were like... Two cans? Jeez. Okay, my first question didn't matter. All right, but no, what it means is, like, he's like, yo, I don't have, like, that many days left, and we're hanging out all the time. You could, like, just give me one night. Just give me, like, one night to bang Is he it. asking for a sympathy blowsure? Yeah, kind of. Oh. Bad news bear right there. Bad that. news bear. He would actually propose to her twice, and she declined because she was a free French woman. They can do that, yeah. Mm, all right. They did fuck, though, eventually. French. All right. Do they use a condom? Probably not. It's France. Uh, there, was, there was actually a lot of suspicion still that Ben was a spy. Um, the frumpy fuck across the room who can't stand up is a spy? Right. Uh, yeah, he's just a spy, and it didn't really help. Uh, was he just like one of those old guys where like, when they sit down, they, they sit for hours and hours and people forget about them? Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's he, a that's, good sp spy tactic. That's you know? what he actually would do. He'd like sit in a corner and like kind of fall asleep, <laughs> and then like some lady would come over and like sit on his lap and well, whisper state secrets <laughs> yeah. into his unconscious ear. Yeah, just kind of announcing yourself into the room uh, like to the point where no one cares. It's me, Ben. <laughs> Pay me no mind. I'm just here to have a good time. Maybe a cup of coffee while I'm here. You know what? It's a little late. Make it tea. <laughs> it's me, Ben, the possible spy. So he, while he was in France, he kept in con. He didn't travel to England, but he kept in constant contact with all of his fellow gentlemen that uh, he made friends with while he was living over there. Good on him. Ooh. So people were like, mm, I don't know. And Fran uh, bah. <laughs> and Franklin just didn't like America. <laughs> he, he had such a weird sentence. Yeah, he was just kind of done with it. Yeah, he, he actually said this. I am here amongst a people that love and respect me, their most admirable nation to live with, and perhaps I may conclude to die amongst them. For my friends in America are dying off one and an, one after another, and I have long I have been so long abroad that I should almost be a stranger to my own country. That's fucky. Yeah, I mean that's how I feel when I'm anywhere and I'm not at the cheesecake factory. I <laughs> have such a good variety. It's Dude, it's like you're going into Egypt. When it's you're obnoxious. In there. It's just obnoxious. <laughs> What's up with the lighting? Come I like on. the Egyptian themes because nothing screams cheesecake more than Egypt and sand. <laughs> My God, the sand is just regular sand. 
<laughs> no diet sand in that establishment. Nope. So that was part of Ben's whole proposing to Madame Helvetica was that uh, he hoped to marry her and then just never return back to America. Mm. So another another shot he had at staying in France was that... Uh, well, I love it's your, already seg- a good your joke. segues are amazing. Yeah, another... One Play. more. Another. Uh, eat, more uh, eat more fresh croissants. <laughs> Another way to. Another croissant way of staying was that he wanted to marry off Temple Franklin into the French nobility. Mm. But Temple was a whole nother beast. He was a the typical spoiled bratty fuckboy. Mm. Oh. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So Ben sent him to all these pre- prestigious schools, and te- and Franklin had flunked out, but Ben would go along saying, oh, it's not Temple's fault. He's a good boy. <laughs> you know, good boys flunk. Of course. And uh, he would also just spend loads of money, and uh, that kind of rubbed off on John Adams, who actually came over to France, and he called uh, Temple a baseborn brat. Ooh. Which essentially ruined his career in any type of American diplomacy. I'm going to ruin this man's career right now. I said one thing, and it ruined a whole country for him. <laughs> it's pretty powerful. Temple was on the prowl for married women. He Ooh. fucked uh, actresses. He fucked nobility. Anything that he get his hands on. And Ben would front him money to go buy whores and get drunk. And like be like, oh. Like, you know, there's like those grandfathers or grandparents that are like, my grandchild can't do anything wrong. Like, that's weathers. what Ben was like. I mean, if you have if you have one of those grandparents, you're lucky because they're right. <laughs> and you've done nothing wrong. Can ever. we also agree fronting is the most hilarious verb ever? Fronting? Fronting. I think there are funny ones. Mm. I, front- I don't know, man. I'm going to front you. I fronted. Uh, front me. It'll grow on you. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll repeat it in my head while Travis is reading. I won't pay attention to him. I want to join you. <laughs> I'll join you. Eventually, in 1785, at the age of 79, Ben Franklin was relieved of his diplomatic status in France. He would be replaced by no other than Thomas Jefferson, Mm. who was one of Franklin's biggest fans with the founding fathers. Mm, Of course. You know, Ben, uh, Thomas liked it loose. Ben liked it loose. No one likes it loose. Holy shit. No, they love it loose. Mm, This is the basket boy Ben. Remember, he's like, I don't give a shit if they're old. I want yeah. to tie put a basket, basket on, on the top of the body, and if the body is still in the basket, then you must fuck it. <laughs> yeah. There's a girdle for a reason. Now, remember, Ben didn't want to leave. He felt it was home, but emotions aside, Ben and Temple boarded a ship and headed back to America. But if somehow, by fate, their ship was hit by a storm, oh. and the captain decided to dock the ship at Southampton, England. Oh, uh, good times. Yeah, docking yes. in the Hamptons. Well, it seems like they may have went a little north by accident there. Yeah, well, they're passing it. They're Temple, like... stop fucking it. It's not a real woman. They just put it on the front of the ship for some symbolic reason. No, <laughs> oh, Grandpa, Grandpa, look what I'm doing. Put it away, Temple. Temple, uh, Temple. <laughs> Temple. Temple. Charlie Temple. Temple was permitted by Ben to see his father, William, and convinced Ben and his, uh, and convinced Ben and William to meet for the first time in, like, decade. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. And William looks like a broom at this point. Yeah, he, he kind of bulked up a little bit. He was taking that protein powder. So, so a push broom. He had, he actually got, he actually got some dentures put in. Oh, good. Yeah. Is that part of the bulking up or just a side effect of the protein powder? Yeah. Just grow teeth? The way they used to make them. You put, you put the yeah. old school dentures in, you weigh four pounds. 
heavier, just right off the bat. You don't need that BMI <laughs> fucking nope. up. Mm-mm. So in this meeting between son and father, Ben mainly discussed uh, William's decade-old debts that he had accrued to his father. <laughs> Jesus Christ, hmm. what a bastard. They also talked about turning over William's American-owned land to Temple. Okay, he's just your daddy. He's not your sugar daddy. Right. You see your son? He's my son now. You're not my son. So William used the sales of his land in America to square away debts with his father. There was absolutely no reconciliation, and this would be the last time that William and Ben ever spoke. Oh, Ben's a real good guy. You know, I keep getting that out of this. Yep, great dude. <laughs> Wait. Oh, Ben. Ben survived the journey back. You'd imagine he's a very old man. This is a right. long journey, like the, like the crypt keeper. Yeah. yeah, if there's one wind too strong, he's gone. He's he's like the kite. Yeah, he, he's, <laughs> he's all he's, he's all vain. Yeah, he's discovering all electricity vain. again. <laughs> yeah, he's all vain. <laughs> so he re-entered American politics and eventually helped create the U.S. Constitution. That's a good one. And in 1790, at the ripe old age of 84, Ben Franklin died of pleurisy. Oh, okay. Which is a condition where your lungs get inflamed and it becomes harder and harder to breathe. Before everyone says, oh, it's because he smoked. He didn't smoke. Don't worry about it. I'm sure a doctor would blame it on smoking nowadays. I gotta ask. uh, You didn't ask us a question. Oh! So, you're fired. Oh, no. I do that all the time, though. Yeah. There's a bunch of episodes. Am I going to jail? You're going to jail. You're going to gal. I'm going to gal. You're going to gal. Have a nice time in Gallstone Prison. <laughs> oh, no. It's the prison made out of fused gallstones. It's stinky bile. Yeah. What, is that? what does that smell like, cheese? Cheese and soft cum. Oh, hard. I mean, that's redundant. No, 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 no hard no. old cum. Well, no. Oh, okay. Okay. No, yeah. soft cum. It's cum that comes out of a dick that's soft. Oh. It's okay. pink. Swinging it around. It's bloody. <laughs> Do you know if you shake your dick, if you shake your dick really hard? Everyone stop. And it's soft. You'll eventually come just everywhere. Yeah, and like, you, and you'll have to answer to someone. Yeah, later. God. Well, that's the end of the scummy man, the legend, be, be, <laughs> Ben Franklin. Ben Franklin. Good save. I All saw right. what you did there. So, so that's that's the end of Brent Franklin. Do you yeah. have any anything else you want to add to that? I do, but before Whoa. I move on, what are your thoughts about old Ben? Not from Star Wars. That's a different thing. All that's, right. a good, that's a good Ben. I like that Ben. In short, I think he had a real good taste, but he was a real crummy dude. What, what good taste in what? You know, basket women. <laughs> yeah. Wicker women. Yeah. You know, I'm just, I'm here, you know? I'm looking at this guy. I'm Are like, you paying attention? Wow. Wow. What a, what a guy. He got his portrait painted a bunch. Yeah. He had property. He he was he went from a middling to a, a gentleman. Yeah. He was an apron man. He's an apron boy. He he was on both sides. He could see that he was very fair. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. All right, that was a stretch. But I don't know. He's a scumbag. Mm-hmm. Like what what else do you want? He's not the American hero we all thought he was. Every time you get a hundred dollars in your bank right. account, you got one scum. In fact, like that whole I like that. that whole that whole myth of him becoming so he, uh, I'll get into a little bit more in a bit, but 
that whole thing about Ben Franklin being like this perfect American mm-hmm. was no. something that developed during the 19th century. Yeah, it, it seems like a relatively soon yeah. thing from what you said. Like mm-hmm. it, it seemed like it have to it have to transpire after people forgot some things. If right. I'm right. I mean, what do you think about him, Cody? He's not the Amer. He's not Captain America. Yeah. I, I you take it at haha face value that he's a good guy because he's just on the currency, but. We know from maybe uh, uh, what was it an Andrew Jackson episode that everyone on a dollar bill isn't a good guy. Yeah, it might be. It might be a little bit of a fuckwad in disguise. Or... Amen. No, I, I well, I didn't mean to end your thing. I was well, doing. <laughs> I was doing a gospel. Amen. Here's the I was thing. Gonna do a, yeah, co- yeah. Co- a couple more. Here's the thing. Your amen came at the moment I ran out of words. So oh. we're all good. Amen. Oh, hell yeah. Amen. All right. Yeah. So let's do a little post mortem right now. I Wait, love it. I don't understand that term. You mean we're continuing this, this two-part episode? Yes. It's even longer. Are you fucking kidding me? Well, you want to know what happens to William and Temple, right? Cody? Do, do you? you? Yes. Uh, yeah. Okay. Trust uh, me, it's fun. I still have a little stuff in my can. All right, let's go. Let's find about Willie and Tempe. All right, so Benjamin Franklin's will reflected the spiteful, self-serving when, man that he was. will. You mean his final will his, and his testament. His final will and testament. Not his, not his boar. So the people thought that he would have given his 4,000 book collection to the library company, which would later become the National Archive. Nope. He gave a small multi-volume set to the library, and the rest he gave the temple. Okay, hmm. well, he's a smart kid, so he needs books. He needs books. The majority of his wealth and personal papers actually went to temple, some going to his daughter's family, Sally, I think it was. Okay. Um, William got nothing. He got a, oh. he, he, he got he got one thing actually. He got a shitty piece of land in Nova Scotia. Whoa! How'd that I get in there? That Ben had actually sold before he died. Oh! Oh no! And and William also got the books and papers that he already possessed. And all of his debts were forgiven, which were already... There was no outstanding debts. He already gave him the land in exchange for those debts. <laughs> yeah. So. so he essentially got uh, nothing. <laughs> oh. Well, that's nice. And finally, let's just talk quickly about what happened to Temple Franklin. That spoiled fucking trust fund baby. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. He just... Uh, remember, Ben was one of the most... Well, he was the richest person in America. Yeah. So, okay. and most of that money went to Temple. Um, so he's loaded, and he has all of Ben's papers, including Ben's unpublished autobiography. Really? Which was essentially like priceless because everyone wanted it. Everyone in the world wanted this, and you can read it. Like, would Nicholas Cage steal it? Nicholas Cage would steal it, and then put it in a beehive, and then put his face in and read it. Oh my God! Yeah. So, what did Temple do? He went back to London to look for a publisher for his grandfather's book. Then he dicked around in London and got bored and moved to Paris. Um, just as his father, just as his grandfather and his father did, he had a bastard out of wedlock. Awesome. Except this time, we knew who the woman was. Her name was Ellen Johnson Develin. Uh, or, or if you shorten it to Ellen DeGeneres. Ellen, Ellen DeGeneres. Ellen DeGeneres. Yeah. He, she was his stepsister. That's right. Daddy had remarried years after Ellen, uh, Elizabeth's death, and oh his son boned his wife's daughter. 
Ugh. That's where America's obsession with stepsister porn comes from. I don't know if that's... All right. Damn, dude. It goes all the way back to when? Uh, this would be the early 1800s. 1790s or maybe yeah. early 1800s. I'm okay with this. Mm. I don't think you have a choice. Now, the interesting thing was, after the baby was born, uh, Ellen was never mentioned again. Mm-hmm. And when I say never mentioned again, I mean no tombstone, letter, or even a diary enter- entry was written about her. So some people think that this might have been foul play or like a gothic mystery where Ooh. she just completely Scandal. evaporated out of the anal- annals of history. Wow. Mm. Well, that's sexy. Evaporation from the annals of history. That is a fate worse than death, my friends. <laughs> so after the baby girl was born, named Ellen Franklin, Temple fucked off. And she was raised by William Franklin. And William would end up writing Temple out of his will, because he eventually accumulated a bunch of money, wrote Temple out of his will and gave the majority of his inheritance to Ellen. What? Yeah. That's fucky as shit. Bro. Right? So it's like a big old cycle. That's the know? weirdest porn I've ever heard of. <laughs> it's a Horaboros. Tem- ah. Yeah, Horaboros. Very like nice. I try. Uh, Temple continued to power through Ben's inheritance, and instead of publishing Ben's autobiography, he started selling off various parts of ben pa- Ben's papers to pay off debts. So he just broke up this autobiography by being like, oh, you can have page. Did he smoke the boring pages? Thing. Yeah, probably. You do uh, that too? Every time. Mm, family circus. Mm-hmm. And in 1823, Temple died in Paris without a penny to his name. Do they use pennies in Paris? Probably. Uh, probably say <laughs> Paris penny. Yep. A PP. PP. Okay. Yeah. Oh. And that is where I'm going to end the Franklin lineage. Oh, there we go. <laughs> Damn, wow, dude. That was a hell of a turd to pass for two episodes, Travis. Thank you. Yeah, well... We're, Holy shit. We learned a lot of things. Yes. Yeah. I can't think of a thing I haven't learned. Like, uh, he, he had boners for turkey. All of them like to bang chicks and then, like, forget, di- bang it and forget it. Yeah. Fire, fire and forget. You know what they are? Fire. At the end, they're just rude. They're rude. Because you <laughs> don't know anyone anything. You right. You can be a, a nice person about it. Like, yeah. Hey, Always uh, be a nice person. This isn't working out. Yeah. This just isn't. I don't want to get the bun in the oven cooked to a croissant. Dude, that's that, how, that's like a motto of mine. Yeah, don't you hate it when you have to like crack the croissant tube before it ovens up? Dude, you know I, what I, mean? and, I am I'm yeah. pro life. Don't talk about that. Me too. You're, you're pro life. I'm pro. I'm pro, <laughs> pro butter. croissant life. I'm pro butter. Pro choice. Very nice. All right, cool. Well, that is part two of the Benjamin Franklin roast mortem coverage. Wow. Mm. Are you listening still? Did you make it? Yeah. <laughs> Did you do did, it? Did you make it to the end? I'm, I did. I'm here. I'm still <laughs> half chubbed. I'm drunk. Me too. And I, I remember things about a basket from the first episode. Wicker, yeah. Dude. I still have to revisit those. So at the time you're hearing this, I haven't revisited that time <laughs> I was drunk. So you're mm. you're getting a treat, apparently. Dude, mm. I think I have a basket fetish. That's Dude. difficult. I'm sorry. You mean you're trying to pop a basketball? Yeah. See so, so I've done there? No. One time I made a basket, but I almost chopped my thumb off, and it was really hard to make the basket. <laughs> With the blood loss and whatnot. Yeah, no, that's a true story, though. Well, that's amazing. But and... it was too small to put over a woman's head. 
Right, so you would never know. Yeah. So you just threw it out. Yeah, like, what are baskets it, I, for if I can't put it over I a woman's head? I kicked it into head? the lake. Yeah, lake oh, basket. God uh-huh. damn it, yeah. What did his dad do again? He made soap and candles, right? Yeah, yeah. Shit. soap and candles. Soap so and- we, we go from soap and candle apprenticeship to professional dirt bag. Yep. <sighs> to Start, a- starting a country yeah. and then the Puritans take it over and give us a narrative and say it's all about religious freedom. Well... Maybe, maybe <laughs> one day we'll like get when, there. It's like when you have a Pokemon and it evolves and it gets worse, and you're just like, God damn it! I just think it's hilarious. Well, it's ironic, isn't it ironic? It's like rain. It's like rain. I think it's ironic that all the Franklins reigned reigned in on people, and like it was just like a constant cum fest, right? Yeah. Come fiesta. What do you mean? Come fiesta. What like, mean? they were constantly no, no. Go, coming. Go, go into this. Like, what do you mean? All right, so if you think about how many lives were lost in the revolution? Uh, four. A lot. A lot. A lot. Okay. How much you... sperm did all these men shoot? Combined? Four. Oh, yeah. A lot. A lot. Yeah, you're right. Like, the parallels between those two? That's what, why we had a civil war. Yeah, there was just a bunch of blue sperms <laughs> fighting gray sperms, and... Uh, here we are now. Yeah, well, history repeats itself in a different way when you shoot sperm. That's right. Okay, Every so time you shoot sperm. To find out what your sperm does and uh, <laughs> is capable of. Ladies. Um, you got to la- find- lady sperm? It's an, it's an egg. It's way cooler. Oh, Ma- imagine if you should- We're shooting at jerks, and they got these precious little pearls. Imagine if they can shoot, at all-, different. Imagine if they can shoot at all their eggs at once. <laughs> is that What was the sound? It uses like... It'd be like, and then you'd have like caviar all over the bed, <laughs> and you'd be like, "Ah, I love caviar, delicious." Don't salt it, <laughs> please. Don't salt. It's better natural. Please, please don't salt caviar. All right. Well, on that disgusting, awful note, <laughs> we want you I, to remember us by that. That's our leading yep, note. Yep. Uh, so you could follow us, Roast Mortem Podcast, on Roast Mortem Cast at. Uh, uh, that's our Twitter, and it's also our Instagram, and, and we got a Facebook, yeah. and the Gmail, and, and we got the Gmail, roastmortempodcast at gmail.com, that, and we also got, is it, most not, importantly, that's not the right address, patreon.com, yes. slash roastmortemcast, that's you, the important yeah. one, yeah, you know how many books I used for this, go there, three, what, what you're yeah. gonna wanna do, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's a good number, yeah, it's the best way to get in contact, what you do is you sign up to become a Patreon, we listen to you when you do that, you give us a buck, you wrote us a nasty, nasty comment, and then you don't go through with the payment. <laughs> and that's what I want to say. Yeah. I want a shit ton of Patreons with no mo- no money whatsoever. I'm, let's do it. <laughs> We're here for the people. Yeah. yeah. Show us your bro. Yeah. Yeah. So thanks again. You can find me at Saunched, S-A-U-N-T-C-H-T, on Twitter. You can find me at Travis Legion, with two E's, on Twitter, Instagram, and I am Cody yeah, McCann. Man. On Twitter right. at C-O-D-Y-M-double-C-A-double-N. Well, you don't have an Instagram? All right, cool. I'm cool. With you. I do. You don't even know. Uh, do you don't even know. Uh, yeah, but like you don't even know. Instagram you wouldn't even know if I had an Instagram. Well, my Instagram note. is Cody MC109. It's a, it's a bad handle, and I'm ashamed of it. One last note. Benjamin Franklin's Instagram account? What was it? It's Dank Benny. Dank. Dot gmails suck a dick. Let's get out of here. Yeah, throw me all the Benjamin Franklins. Cheers, I guys. want my body in all of them. I want to Scrooge McDuck out of them and wiggle it. It's gotta be way <laughs> easy to Scrooge McDuck into paper than gold yeah, coins. You get yeah. paper. Cuts. <laughs>